Why is it so hard? When you hear that question, what do you think? You think about things you have to do in life, things for your family, relationships you may have. There's a lot of places we could focus on when we talk about doing hard things. And the reality is we need to do a lot of hard things in our life. But today I want to really focus in on why is it so hard to forgive? Whether it's accept forgiveness from others, accept forgiveness from God, forgive ourselves, or forgive others. There's so many different things we could talk about. But I really want to focus in on that question. Why is it so hard? Why is it so hard to forgive and be forgiven? This is Victoria Spirit Podcast with Champion. Waiting in faith for a greater victory. Waiting on God can be one of the hardest things we ever do, but it can also be filled with adventure along the way. This podcast is about exploring ways to stay sane and finding coping strategies to help our mental health while we are waiting. Keeping a victorious spirit through it all. On today's episode, I want to talk about one of the hardest things that I've ever dealt with. Forgiveness. Specifically, forgiving yourself. Now, part of that is you have to take the ownership that we spoke about in the previous episode. You have to have the courage to say, yeah, I screwed up. Yeah, I made a bad choice. Yeah, I disappointed myself and others around. Now, God offers us forgiveness. His forgiveness comes with no condition. But the reality is we can create conditions. We can create reasons why we don't accept his forgiveness. Whether it's we believe that we don't deserve it. Whether it's we believe that we can't earn it. And that we should. Or whether it's just simply that we couldn't forgive ourselves anyway. So why would we possibly allow God to forgive us? God who knows the innermost workings of our mind, of our behavior, of our thoughts. Why would we let him be able to judge that in a way that brings us out in anything other than the darkness? Brings us out in anything other than the pain that we caused, in the frustration, in the hurt. That's what we deserve, isn't it? No, God doesn't think so. All through scripture talks about how God is bigger than our sins. God is bigger than the mistakes we made. And if he is bigger than all those things and he's infallible and he does not make mistakes, well then when he says we're forgiven, it's not a mistake either. We need to have the courage to accept that forgiveness. We need to have the courage to say, you know what? All right, God. You can make me a new man. You can make me a new woman. In the book of Romans, it talks about how we need to replace the old self with the new self. A lot of people in recovery spend a lot of time trying to get away from that old self, trying to get away from old habits, old choices, thought patterns, things that lead down that rabbit trail 
then end up where we don't want to be. But the secret is, we can't just get rid of them. We need to replace them. One of my favorite parables in scripture, Jesus talks about a house. And the house has a demon in it. The demon gets cast from that house. Someone comes and has the power to get them out of that home. But the house stays unoccupied. And the demon demon travels around, eventually finds that house again, discovers that it's unoccupied, and invites himself and a bunch of his friends to come. And all of a sudden, it's not just one demon, but a whole group of demons living in this home. And the point of that story is this. If we don't replace the void that we create in our lives by removing those bad habits, then we will never truly be free from them because they have room to fill that space again. And when they come back, they don't come back alone. They come back stronger. They come back prepared to truly take us out. Now in that parable, God is saying we have to fill that house. And what he's saying we need to fill that house with is him. We need to invite the Holy Spirit to dwell within us. Because by doing so, we're replacing evil spirits with good. Same thing comes to our habits. We need to replace negative, evil habits with positive, good habits. Now, that seems like a very easy thing to do. We could start creating a list of great things that we love to enjoy, whether it being art, music, uh, prayer, devotion, working out, going to the gym, playing sports, having social time with friends. There's a lot of positive choices we can make. But the most important part of the choice is making sure that we're not creating a positive choice that can become an idol, that can become something that becomes negative in our life. Let me give you an example. Someone can choose to replace some of their negative time management skills with positive time management skills going to the gym. Saying, you know what? Instead of sitting and watching hours and hours of TV and surfing the web and finding myself looking at websites that I don't want to look at, I'm going to spend time getting out of the house, going to the gym. That is a fantastic solution. That is a great choice. That is something that can create positive, healthy habits in your life and have some fantastic results. But what if you allow that to take over? What if now, instead of going, you know, two, three times a week, you start going four, five, six, seven times a week. You start going for an hour to begin with. Then it turns to two hours. You're not spending tons of time at the gym. Although the gym is a healthy thing to add to our lives, if we make it something that starts getting in the way of other responsibilities, we stop having time to spend that extra time with our kids. We stop having time to deal with other situations in our life, talk to our spouse, get that project done at work. If it starts becoming a dangerous escape where we spend all of our time and energy and focus, We're just replacing one demon with another. We're just replacing one bad habit with a new bad habit disguised as a good one. So we need to make sure 
that when we're choosing these habits, we're creating some form of balance. And remembering that a positive habit is not an escape. It's part of our daily strategy to live healthy and holy. So if you're using it to just escape, you're missing the point. So let's say that you've actually formed a good habit now. Let's say you replaced idle time watching things on the internet, which lead to watching things you don't want to watch. You've replaced that with going to the gym like we said. But that can only be part of your plan. You'd have other aspects in as well so that you create that balance I spoke about. Once that balance is in place, once you have a few things to show that you have something to use your time in a positive way, it makes it easier for us to forgive ourselves. Can you forgive yourself and not make the change? Sure. But will that forgiveness stick? I don't know. I can think of times in my life where someone told me they're making a change and then they don't. And you forgive them for the bad choice they made, but it makes it harder to forgive the next time they make the same bad decision. So by replacing those bad habits with new good habits, you're showing trust. You're showing that you're trustworthy. And the reality is you're showing it to yourself. And that's how you start to get to a place where you can forgive yourself. Now, when I'm talking about forgive yourself, I mean truly believing that you are sorry for what you did, that you won't do it again, or your intention at least is to not do it again. And by putting in those positive habits, you're proving that you're trying to be different. So let's say you do decide to go to the gym and you have those part of your workout plan. Every time you go, you're reminded that you're making a good decision. You could be reminded that you made a right choice. And as the right choices pile up, which they will, you're going to feel better and better about the chance of you not repeating the previous bad decision. And that is how you truly find yourself in a place where you're okay with yourself, where you understand that you've changed, you've grown. You've become that better person you aim to be. Now, when you become a better person, there's something I want you to think about as well. Because it's great to say I'm becoming the best me I can be. But we need to not just be focusing on becoming the best of ourselves. We don't need to be a better, I don't need to be a better champion. I need to be a better reflection of Jesus. A better champion of Jesus. And what I mean by that is you're not focusing on your abilities. You're leaning more and more learning how to be like the one who created you, the way you were designed to be. Understanding your image is based not on how you define yourself, based not on what you do, but your image is based on how you were truly designed from the beginning of time. What you were meant to be and when you find that potential and you grasp onto it, it stops being potential. It starts being who you are and who you are is awesome because that's how God designed you and he does not make mistakes. So when he forgives you and he doesn't make that mistake, you understand that you're designed in his image. Therefore, when you forgive you, you're not making a mistake either.
Now, like I said, forgiveness is one of the hardest things to do. Often I question whether I've forgiven myself on everything that I've dealt with. In my life, I've done a lot of counseling. In my life, I've spent a lot of hours in that chair talking to someone about things that have happened to me, things that I did, and slowly but surely getting to the place where I am owning my decisions. And by owning those decisions, like I said, that's step one. But then I get to a place where I discover, you know what? God really doesn't see me that way. God sees me as who I can be. And by making those good choices, I then can allow God to take the reins and show me who I am. And when I see who I am, I can then forgive myself as well. Because the one that God created is great. The one that God created is designed right. The one who God created makes the world a better place because he reflects Jesus. He reflects the one who sent him. So please, have the courage to know who you are. Know you can be who you're designed to be and reflect Jesus through your life because by doing so, you will get to a place where that past doesn't hold you anymore that past it isn't capturing you in the way it used to because that past is not what defines you who you are now and who you are in the future that's what defines you and you can make good decisions because Christ makes those decisions through you Remember, we have ears to hear the Holy Spirit, eyes to see what God sees, and tongues to speak in truth and love. Use the time you have to reach a greater victory. Until next time, keep a victorious spirit.